Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AdMail. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. I'm here to help you find the answers to the most frequently asked questions from my clients about self-directed retirement accounts. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Everyone and welcome to another episode of AdMail. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial on today's podcast. We're going to be talking about solo 401ks, HSAs, and IRAs buying into S-Corps. So pretty well-diversed episode for you. So I hope you guys enjoy it. And uh, without further ado, let's get right to business. First question is from YouTube. If I set up a solo 401k plan with you, am I forced to make contributions? Great question. So when it comes to setting up a solo 401k plan, the IRS suggests that the plan be permanent. So the idea is that you are setting up a plan that's going to be permanent. In other words, you're not just setting up the plan and you're going to terminate it next year and start a new one the year after. It should be something that's intended to be a permanent retirement plan for your business. Now, of course, if your business sold or you and your business, of course, the plan um, can be dissolved. But the idea is that the intent should be long term. There's two types of contributions to a solo plan. There's employee deferrals and employer profit sharing. Both are optional. In other words, you are not required to make contributions to a 401k. Employee deferrals in 2022 is 20,500 or if you're over 50 years old, 27,000 and that's dollar for dollar. And then the employer profit sharing is 20% of your schedule C or 25% of your W2. And when you add the employee deferral and that percentage, that 20 or 25%, it can't be more than 61,000 or 67,500 if you're over 50. In both cases, employee deferrals and employer contributions are 100% optional. You are not required to make contributions. However, as I mentioned, the plan should be permanent. So it's a good idea. And I suggest every couple of years, put in a little bit. Now, if you have no income, can't make contributions, right? Some businesses take time to get off the ground. Startup, you're building a software program or digital platform. Maybe it takes a couple of years to get off the ground. Don't have the ability to take income. That's okay. But ultimately, you should try to make a contribution to a plan, even if it's just 100 bucks. You want to show the IRS that, hey, this is a plan. My intention is to operate this plan, not just for investment purposes, but also for retirement purposes. So I suggest, and I tell my clients every couple of years, just show the IRS it's active. The IRS is not interested to uh, come around and start dissolving people's plan. That's not their intent, but you do want to show that there is a permanency here and the intent is to use and operate the plan. So every couple of years, try to put a little bit of money, even if it's just a hundred bucks. So thank you for that question from YouTube. Second question from Helen T of King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. And Helen wants to know, can I convert an HSA to a Roth IRA? So Helen, here's the quick answer, no. HSAs are health savings account. And essentially, what is that HSA? It's a type of account that lets you put away money on a pre-tax basis to pay what's called qualified medical expenses. And the 
idea is here you're using untaxed dollars in an HSA and you're um, using them to pay for deductibles, co-payments, co-insurance, and other expenses uh, that hopefully will lower your overall healthcare costs. Um, so HSA funds generally may not be used to pay premiums though. So you are limited how much you can put in an HSA. It's uh, for 2022, it's 3650 or 7300 for a family. And the idea is that builds up. You can invest it in traditional investments like stocks, but also alternative assets like cryptos or real estate. And you build that up. So you, if you need uh, to come up with some um, cash to pay for medical expenses, you have it in the HSA. And hopefully you can use that on a pre-tax basis to pay for some out-of-pocket healthcare costs. So it's a nice tool to use. Um, you are limited to the 30 um, 650 uh, or the 7300 and you need to be able to qualify for the HSA because um, not everyone can qualify for the HSA. It depends on the type of retirement plan um, you have. It generally needs to be a high deductible health plan. Um, but unfortunately, you cannot convert to Roth. Once you're in the HSA family in the world of HSAs, you stay there. Okay, so... Um, Good question. I get this um, more often than you think. Same with Coverdells. Can you convert Coverdells to Roth? No. Coverdells and HSAs are their own uh, unique type of account and they need to stay in that environment. Third and final question on today's podcast is from Jonathan B. of Roslyn, New York. Jonathan wants to know, I want to use an IRA to buy into an S-Corp. What are my options because of the S-Corp shareholder rule? So, you know, Jonathan, I actually spoke to you, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago two or three weeks, can't really recall, but um, you asked me this question and you were pretty familiar with the fact that if you have an S-Corp, an S-Corp essentially is a C corporation that follows an S election, follows an 1120S. The difference between a C and an S is a C corp has two layers of tax, entity level, shareholder level, and the S-Corp is more like an LLC. It's a pass-through. So there's no entity, 21% corporate tax, everything passes through to the shareholder. So it's quite popular, obviously, because um, it's one layer of tax versus two, plus you get limited liability protection. The difference between an LLC and an S-Corp is S-Corp has certain shareholder types of restrictions, i.e. only 100 shareholders, can't have more, only U.S. persons, can't be a trust or a corporation a shareholder. IRAs cannot be shareholders of an S-Corp. Um, one layer of one type of stock, can't have preferred or common, has to be one uh, class of shares. Um, so there are some limitations. Now, the IRA ownership is a major limitation. That's not a 49.75 prohibited transaction limitation. That's an S-Corp rule. So IRAs cannot be shareholders of an S-Corp. If you want to buy into an S-Corp and your IRA buys in, what would happen? It's not a prohibited transaction, but essentially the C-Corp election would be killed because you would, well, the S election, excuse me, would be killed because you don't satisfy the S uh, rules anymore because you have an IRA as a shareholder. So what that means is the S corp becomes a C corp. And there could be some tax implications on that, um, but generally the S election would be um, terminated um, by the fact that you have an invalid shareholder. So your partners may not care, your co-shareholders may say, okay, we don't care to be an S corp anymore. But in fact, if they do, they may not let you own equity in the S-Corp. So your only other option is to be a lender. So if you lend the S-Corp money and they pay you a flat annual return, let's say, you know, 8%, 6%, 12%, whatever it is, that's fine. 
An IRA can be a lender of an S-Corp. It just cannot be an equity owner. If the IRA ends up owning S-Corp stock, it blows the S-election and the corporation reverts back to a C corporation. So great question, Jonathan. And thanks to Helen and um, the individual from YouTube who submitted a question. Three great questions and another episode in the bag. So if you have questions, send them on in to info at IRA Financial. Got a great queue of questions, but always need more. Um, or you can hit us up on social media, YouTube, obviously, IRA Financial channel. You should certainly subscribe. Great, great content, which I'm really proud about. And um, this is a podcast that drops every Thursday. Obviously, you can pick this up wherever you listen to podcasts. And um, other than that, really, um, thanks for all the support. Um, getting a lot of great feedback on this podcast. So really appreciate it. And hope everyone has a great, great day. And uh, come back next week. Take care and be well.